Thank you for listening to the Yes We Can Travel podcast. My name is Chris Thomas. I'm the owner of Yes We Can Travel. Today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about travel expectations, um, clients' expectations, clients' expectations. What's acceptable, what's reasonable, and I'm going to even probably go over um, with some unreasonable expectations that clients have of travel advisors. Travel advisors are a great resource. They are a great resource to have when you're planning and planning on taking a vacation, especially bucket list vacations, especially travel that's outside of the country. A travel advisor is a great resource to have. Now, Along with that resource, along with that resource that you have at your disposal, is some things that some clients have expectation-wise of travel advisors. That's not reasonable. That's not the travel advisor um, job. That's not within their scope of curating and providing you that travel experience. Anyone that have worked with me, anyone that uh, have used me and used my services understands and realize that I will go above and beyond for my clients. My clients are who I serve. They are um, the reason that I'm in the business. They are the reason that I look forward to. Um, working with them and providing them with the best travel opportunity and experiences that I can. Now, with that being said, travel advisors have nothing to do with the weather. Travel advisors have nothing to do with the weather. Uh, if you're booking a trip, uh, a cruise, a destination, a destination wedding, a um, you're booking any type of vacation that you're booking, and it's out and it's a ways away. We don't control the weather, so that's an unreasonable uh, expectation, or or. It's not a reason to be upset with a travel advisor. It's not a reason to leave a bad review of a travel advisor. If when it's your turn, time to travel and the weather is crappy, it sucks. Now, with that being said, your travel advisor has some duties and should be knowledgeable of um, raining seasons, hurricane seasons, uh, they should be a knowledge, knowledgeable of, of what's going on within the area that they're sitting you on for a vacation during that time frame. And they should be able to alert you and let you know that this is a, a, this is the raining season. This is, uh, it's a likelihood, uh, it's a statistically higher probability that you may encounter, 
um, rain traveling during this period. That same way, if I, we, I book a client on a cruise during hurricane season, well, I directly, um, the clients should know and I need to let them know and, and be um, transparent with them and encourage them to purchase travel insurance because we're traveling during hurricane season. Probability of a hurricane uh, affecting your cruise or your travel is minimal because hurricanes is, is not this out there all the time. Um, but you, you know, if you're booking in advance and hurricane is formed and decides to be in the vicinity of your location, it's nothing that your travel advisor, um, could have, have, have done to have, the travel advisor has no control over the weather. Okay, so that's a, a unreasonable expectation. Another thing that I see and I see fellow travel advisors getting hit on is uh, destinations that and the clients encounter seaweed. Seaweed. Travel advisors has no control over the flow and the growth of, of seaweed. We do have and understand what areas of the Caribbean that is prevalent, Cancun, um, Cozumel, uh, Rivera Maro, those areas are susceptible with seaweed during a certain time of season, mainly during the summer months. Matter of fact, I think the projection is, and I just looked at, uh, I got some information on, is that this is going to be a record, um, projected to be a record um, year for seaweed in those vicinities starting, I think, around June or so. So me as a travel advisor with my clients is booking, I have an ob obligation to um, let my clients know that they may encounter seaweed. I also talk with the suppliers and, and understand see what their plans are and what plans they have in place to deal with seaweed at, they, at that particular location. But your travel advisor has no control over um, seaweed, they, they, how pristine a, a beach is or, or not because seaweed has invaded. That's not on your your travel advisor. So uh, if you go on a vacation and you encounter seaweed in the Caribbean, uh, Mexico, um, the Mexican Rivera, uh, Cozumel, somewhere down there where the seaweed is prevalent, then if it occurs, um, that's not a hit on your travel advisor. They have done their due diligence and it just happened to um, occur when you're on vacation. So two things I said that the travel advisors and so forth, that the travel advisor is not, um, is, is not their fault. It's something, is an expectation that you should have on them. That's the weather and seaweed. The weather and seaweed. Also, the travel advisor has no control over um, political unrest in a region or political or this un unrest. Now, the travel advisor shouldn't be sending you to regions that has a that's known political unrest without letting you know. Some people prefer and don't 
mind uh, traveling to those regions because the uh, United States State Department puts out um, a travel advisory uh, alert for regions that United States citizens should be uh, should not travel. Uh, your travel advisor should monitor that. It should uh, be able to uh, advise their clients on that. Um, my typical my typical spill on on that. I know Jamaica at one point was on the hot list. My typical spill on that is that tourism dollars is big for these countries. And these countries that um, have American tourists coming to do everything in their power to ensure that the tourists are safe. And with recent events and the record number of people and gun violence that occurs in the United States at a daily basis, Personally, and this is my personal experience, I have no qualms at traveling in any country um, right now, period. Uh, I'm here in the United States, and um, our level of gun violence is far exceed to any of the countries that may be on a list with the United, um, that the United States is prohibiting travel. But I do have a, 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 do my due diligence and let my clients know. And my, my opinions is not something I put on my clients. My clients has to make their own judgments on whether or not to travel to a particular country. Uh, but that's not, I wanted to stress to you that that's not a, a, a knock on your travel advisor if you go to a country and something happens, someone steal your luggage, uh, your baggage gets stolen. That's not on your travel advisor. That's something that occurred, an uh, individual within that country that wanted to do criminal activity took it upon themselves to do criminal activity. That's not on your travel advisor. Unless your travel advisor booked you into an area or known, um, they booked you into an area that has a high rate of crime and they knew it and normally booked you into that area without letting you know. I have some clients that don't mind. They would prefer because the rate's probably lower and they'll take their chances. That's the client. You let them know, though. Um, so it, I really wanted to stress on this podcast of things, just lightheartedly, but also seriously, because I've seen fellow travel agents uh, get beat up on these things by their clients. Uh, and whether seaweed, um, crime, uh, politically unrest, uh, and things that's above, uh, 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 beyond the travel advisor's uh, control. Cancel flights. Cancel flights. Your travel advisor did not work for the airlines. Your travel advisor does not work for the airlines. So your day of your flight, the day of your trip, you get there. The airline cancels the flight. The flight is delayed. It's not the travel advisor fault, folks. That's beyond your travel advisor control. They do not work for the airlines. So um, the delaying of flights is an unreasonable flight. 
um, being on time, flight, being delayed, that's not on your travel advisor. That's an unreasonable expectation of your travel advisor. Now, that's why I encourage you to purchase travel protection. I encourage you to purchase, uh, purchase travel protection anytime, especially if you're traveling outside of the United States. Purchase travel protection. It's worth your peace of mind. Also, understand your rights as a consumer. Understand your rights as a consumer uh, when a airline cancels your flight. Understand your consumer rights and you have some rights and there may be a separate podcast that uh, the airline owes you and owes to make it right with you as a consumer, even um, non-refundable flights. If they cancel the flight, um, with no fault of your own, then it is some protections that you have as a consumer. And please be aware of those protections. Same thing with delayed, damaged luggage, lost luggage. You have some rights as a consumer um, beyond vouchers and things like that. But be um, familiarize yourself with the with your airline ticket contract and that would have all those stipulations and what those rights are and things are. But it's an unreasonable expectation to um, hold your travel advisor uh, at fault for uh, plane delays. Now, expectations that your travel advisor should, your travel advisor should be doing and working for you. Your travel advisor should be knowledgeable. They should be knowledgeable of the location that they're sending you into at the resort, the area. Don't mean they should be an expert. I send clients all over the country. I'm not an expert in every uh, subject matter, expert in every uh, location. I'm very astute in, in the Caribbean. That's my area of expertise, all-inclusive vacation. So I'm highly astute in there. I send clients to Europe. I'm not as astute, but I have suppliers and individuals that are experts in that area that I can contact at any time to um, give me the information that I need uh, for my clients. But um, your, your, your travel advisor should be knowledgeable of particular areas they sending you, you to. Your travel advisor should, and I repeat, your travel advisor should always be recommending travel protection to you, um, as a, as a protection for your vacation investment. Your travel advisor should always recommend travel protection to you as a protection for your uh, vacation investment, especially when traveling outside of the United States. Um, your travel advisor should um, be working for you. Your travel advisor should be working to ensure that um, all aspects, all aspects of the travel that you have contracted and have 
uh, signed up with your travel advisor to take care of is taken care of. That meaning if your travel advisor is booking you an all-inclusive vacation, um, then all aspects of that um, that they are contracted with that y'all have discussed should be taken care of. Meaning you as the client should not be having to um, worry about um, worrying about cost and anything after everything is paid for that all-inclusive vacation unless it's something outside of the of the contract it's a typical example i'm going to give you an example let's say you go to the all-inclusive vacation and you want a spa treatment spa treatments is something that's typically extra at an all-inclusive vacation so of course then you're just going to have to come out pocket let's say you have a special dinner picks a special dinner that's something that's not included in that all-inclusive vacation that's just going to have to come out of pocket but um for as far as for as paying extra money as far as just the typical vacation paying extra money for transportation, if it's said that it's included, then it should not be occurring, okay? So that's something that uh, your travel advisor should have already worked out. Now, if you put a package and the transportation is not included, then, then of course, you would have to um, pay extra. But your travel advisor should be taking care of the various aspects of your travel and and have everything lined up and everything spelled out where you can see everything that is taken care of. That is a expectation that you should have for your travel advisor. Your travel advisor should be an advocate for you. Your travel advisor should be an advocate for you to client. If something happened to go missed um, on that trip, uh, you should be able to, they should be an advocate. They should be able to try to work something to contact the, the, the resort, um, and try to, uh, accommodate or have the resort to accommodate or, or work things out. They should be, they should be an advocate for you, for you. Now, let me stress this, Scott. I don't want you to listen to this podcast and take it to the extreme. That don't mean it's going to get worked out. That don't mean um, they are your, um, that's who you number one call when something goes wrong is the travel advisor. No, actually it's opposite. Let me, let me stress this because I don't want you to get mixed up. And this may need to be a whole separate podcast. If something goes wrong and you're in destination, if you're in destination or you're in route to destination, you're in your, uh, on the airport, it's numbers on your travel document that you have that you should contact. Don't contact your travel advisor. You can contact your travel advisor after the fight and let them know that I have contacted the supplier and they can follow up. Contact the supplier. The supplier is going to be the best person, the best source in getting those matters resolved. I hope that you, if you don't understand anything else I said from this podcast, cause I think that's another unreasonable expectation. They should be an advocate, but they's not the person that you call 
initially to take care of things that's happened in destination or while you in travel status. You need to call the numbers that's on that travel um, document. If you protect, uh, got third party travel protection, you need to call the numbers with the travel protection uh, that, and you will have the 1-800 numbers that you can call with the travel protection to get the ball to rolling um, with filing a claim. That's who you should, should call. Um, but it's, uh, I really wanted to stress that because I, I that's assuming I made a statement. I, I don't want people to listen to the podcast and then start calling a travel advisor when they're destination uh, and wanting them to handle things. And that's another, I think, unfair, unfair expectation. And I see that a lot with travel advisors and clients. They in destination and they call the travel advisor. Uh, no, you need to pick up the phone and call the front desk, call the supplier, the 1-800 number that's provided for you to take care of things. It's it's a 1-800 number, and I go over with my clients, let them know that's who you call. Uh, but then after you call them, feel free to give me a call. Let me know what's going on, because then I can follow up with the, with the business development manager for whatever supplier that is and, and get them a heads up and advocate for you. But your call should be to the supply, uh, to those numbers that are provided within your travel document. So I hope that I was able to enlighten. I hope that you understand um, some of the unreasonable expectations and some of the expectations that, um, that you should have for your travel advisors. Your travel advisors always should be professional. They should always be professional. And always have your best interest in wanting to provide you and curate the very best travel uh, experience for you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Feel free. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the Yes We Can Travel Podcast. Like, share this podcast. We look forward to talking to you really soon.